Hello there, welcome to the fourth episode of the Short Nerd vs. Shorter Nerd podcast. I'm the short nerd, AJ, and I'm here with my co-host, as he always will be, the shorter nerd, Rye. What's up? Oh, <laughs> uh, I just love that, you know? So, I, I, this is going to be weird to bring up on a podcast, and it's so early, too, but I go as Rye now. Whoa! Big, big change, big change. We went from Ryan to Rye. But anyways... And that's uh, okay. That is okay. You know, it's still... Ryan's still my name. I just like going as a nickname. I mean, it won't affect you guys because you're just watching it. But, you know. AJ's done a very good job. AJ, you've done the best job out of all my friends out of calling me Ryan. Yeah, except that one time when we were recording and I go, I go, so Ryan, nope, that's not your name. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but today, we're going to be looking at uh, a wonderful movie. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Before that, let's explain. Yeah, it's been a while. We have some... <laughs> We have some, uh, confessing to do. I feel uh, like we should tell you before we move on. As you all know, we've been gone for how long? Like a month now, right? It's gotta be. It's actually gonna be a month in like two days. Um, but we- It's been a roller coaster. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna tell them the full story. Is that okay? Yeah. Alright. We were gonna do Borat. Oh, wow. You all know. So we- we're going to do it, but then election week happened, and we decided we're all stressed about election week, right? And we're all, you know, pretty spooked, right? And, like, Borat is political as well. So it's like a double down, let's wait till next week, all right? Why not? Let's wait till next week. Next week happens. We're all still kind of, you know, eh. So we, but we do it anyway, but then we called off again. So long story short... Two weeks, we finally got the Borat podcast. However, there are technical difficulties, and also, it was pretty controversial, and this is only our fourth episode. We decided to call it off. Yeah. So we're just doing this now, and that's our story. We pretty much went through a month of, you know, Borat, and we decided, fuck that noise, and now we're doing Spider-Verse. Maybe one day we'll redo Borat. Not today. One day. One day. But, uh, it, this is, we're looking at Spider-Verse now, and I, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was, I was, I was out of it, man. Like, I love this movie. I, I felt like I wanted to see it in theaters, and I didn't, but I definitely saw it when it came to Netflix, and I was like, holy shit. First time I watched it is with a couple friends, it was awesome. It's such a good movie. I saw it in theaters. That's all I'm saying. I wish I saw it in theaters. It 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 deserved the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Academy Awards, remember that time when The Lion King was nominated for Best Animated Feature? And it was Disney's live-action version? Sorry, it made me think of that. That's a different story. Uh, but anyway. It's just triggering to hear. We gotta do- what we gotta do- Actually, you know what? I'll bring that up at the end. I'll bring that up at the end. Um, but yeah, we're looking at Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, short host, AJ, would you like to tell us about it? Yes, shorter host, Rye. <laughs> so, there's a teen, his name is Maz Morales. Uh, you know the story, it's, he becomes Spider-Man uh, of his universe, except that, wouldn't you know it, Kingpin's got a machine, and a bunch of other Spider-Man, and women, and 
pigs come. <laughs> it was so silly. And c- come, and they gotta stop Kingpin from you know putting a black hole under Brooklyn. And it, it, it it's 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 it, it I, it's great. <laughs> It's one of the only Mar, and it's not even a Marvel movie. It's certainly a Sony movie, but like, it's one of the only superhero modern superhero movies that are good. And this is going to be controversial. I'm a DC person. I feel like a lot of my friends know that. I like DC, everything DC. Marvel kind of bores me most of the time. I mean, Avengers, I could sleep while watching one of those movies. The first Iron Man was good. Black Panther was good. I always loved the Spider-Man, but this is my favorite Marvel movie because it actually, like, has character development and it makes you feel things. The other Marvel movies, it's throwing people through buildings 24-7. This movie, throw people through buildings sometimes. (laughs) I I, I mean, they do kind of collide in the end. Well, yeah, obviously there's going to be fighting scenes, but I feel like with all these Marvel movies, there's not enough character. It's all jumbled around. There's, like, 700 characters in the movies. That's not... Uh, okay, well, 700 characters in the movies. Yeah, I was going to say, Infinity War is my favorite. I have the poster for Infinity War on my wall. It's in my top four. Like, if you go to my if you go to my letterbox page, uh, it lists your top four favorite movies. That's one of them. Me and AJ disagree on Marvel, obviously. I- I mean, like, I I get it, but I really like Infinity War. It's my favorite, and like, it there's too much things going on at once. Yeah, but Thanos. <laughs> yeah, big purple man. Go! I want stones. In this movie, Miles Morales' uncle fucking dies. <laughs> like, yeah, half the universe fucking dies. <laughs> who cares? Like, I'm sorry, but like, who cares? I mean, we all knew that they were gonna go back, come back. Yeah, that's the thing about Marvel. If they kill off a character, they just always just magically get revived. Why? It's plot armor. It's the definition of plot armor. I can can guarantee you in the... No plot armor in this movie. Maz Morales gets his freaking ass kicked. I I can guarantee you in the sequel to this movie, uh, spoiler alert, in 5, 4, 3... No, 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 wait, what? Spoiler Uh, what? Uh, for like Spider Verse spoiler, like from the oh, from. About, I thought you knew some leaks about the second one. I'm like, no, it comes out in two years. I'm not a wizard. No, you do some digging. I don't freaking know. I've been on Reddit. I'm a dangerous man. Always these leak scripts. Like I don't know. Um, but I, I can guarantee you, uh, spoilers for the first one. Uh, Uncle Aaron ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking dead. <sighs> That's his Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's his version. That's Uncle Ben. But anyways, we should probably get into the freaking uh, discussion, discussion topic. Uh, which is, uh, you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, AJ, why don't you tell us? Who's the best spider person and why? And why is it John Mulaney and or Nicolas Cage? I think the best spider person... I mean, this is gonna sound really boring. But it's just Spider-Man. Now let me let me get this straight. Ready? Which one? Oh well, uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Which one? <laughs> Your oh oh depressed Peter Parker. Peter B. Yeah. Dude, I forgot how much Peter Parker. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's because I'm boring, right? But I just we never seen a really depressed Spider Man. I know we've never seen an anime Spider Girl. We've never seen a freaking 1940s black and white Spider Man. 
But let's be honest. Did they really have that much character? No, black and white Spider-Man was just like, I hate everything. Anime Girl was just like, kawaii. But this Spider-Man has gone through some shit. Peter B. Parker, he's gone through some shit, man. And you could see it. Like, I don't know. I know that sounds really boring. And obviously, when it comes to, like, aesthetic, obviously, he'd be the least, because he's a Spider-Man. But, like, his character? It would be him. You know, I talk about Spider-Man Noir. Um, that, it might, Spider-Man Noir might be my favorite. I have a Spider-Man Noir pop final right behind me, actually. Nice. Uh, so. I really know the names. <laughs> I know, okay, let's see, I, it's. Peter A. Parker, he's blonde, he's played by Chris Pine. Peter B. Parker, he's fat and depressed and divorced. Miles Morales. Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy. And then uh, Penny Parker. And then Spider-Ham and Spider-Noir don't get actual names, they just get spider names. Yeah, like uh, Peter Parker. No, Peter Parker, I forget about Peter Parker. What's Spider-Man Noir's name? I don't know. Nicholas Cage. It's Nick Cage. Yes. But, uh, wait. So, who's your favorite? Um, see, I'm a little biased because I love John Mulaney. Of course. But, like, and I also just finished watching the Animaniacs reboot. So, like, that style of character is fresh in my head. Yeah, true. But, like, I don't know. I've, well, see, Mulaney and, um, Mulaney and Cage are just. Uh, they're kind of comic relief at the end of the day. See, that's the thing, though. Like, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We gotta get into the movie. Like, from a character standpoint, yes, I Peter B. Parker is a solid answer. But no, no, I was saying how Peter Parker isn't even that funny. But well, I guess we'll get into that. I think it's it's just I I I I don't like. But it's funny for what it needs to be. Yes. Which is the cartoon pig. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's John Mul- it's something like, I think it's just the way that John Mulaney plays the character. Yo, enough with the John Mulaney! Let's get into the movie. Hey, yeah. Yes. Alright, so do you want to begin the plot? Yes, sir. Right. Let's go. So the movie opens with the with, with the Sony logo and the Columbia Picture logo, and I love how even the logos are in like the comic book art style that's present throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it, I mean, I, like even when the movie starts, it, there's always comic book stuff. It's weird. It's a mixture between like animation, like three D animation, and like that two co- D comic book style. Yeah. But like I like how detailed everything is. Like if you really like look in, there's like little like there's the dots, almost like it's like drawn straight from a comic book, and everything. Yeah. It's so detailed. There's the text that appear when things happen. And when Miles throws the bagel at that dude, it says bagel. bagel. It's, it's so funny. Or or like uh well when Miles Morales is typing on the computer, it just says clacky clack clack. Yeah, it's great. This it's like a it's like a real life comic. Yeah, and all, all, all the scene transitions are, com- are like a comic book. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, uh, fun fact, this was Sony's first movie, 
post the emoji movie. Yeah, um, that we're gonna do, you know, sometime the emoji movie because we have to. And AJ, you don't get insane in it. Thank you. No, no, I get a say in that. I I watch Jack's films. I <laughs> I have a fair right to my emoji movie. Nah, that's enough feedback from you. I'm recommending the emoji movie one day, and you're not gonna stop me. Fair enough. And the um, thing is, if they're listening, guys, vote the emoji movie when I recommend it. Please. Like we need we need to review it. it. It's something that needs to happen. Um, one thing I just want to click on right before the movie before the movie starts, it flashes up a stamp that says the the like it was like the comic collector's code. Um what that is was when in like the 60s when comic when Marvel was pu- first publishing its comic books, there were certain guidelines that they had to follow because parents thought that they were too inappropriate or dangerous for kids. So I, I forget what the exact guidelines were, but if you like if you go over those guidelines, like the movie stays in those lines and they they put that they put that on the um, they they put that stamp in the in the opening credits as a little homage. And I, I like that. That's a fun fact. That's cool. Yeah. It's nice. So then uh we begin with Peter Parker, the you know, not depressed alcoholic divorce fat Peter Parker. We, the blind one that looks like me. A Parker. And you know, he's like, Hey, I'm Spider Man. And while he's talking about stuff, there's like a little montage of him. He's like, I saved the world. I'm the only Spider Man. Keep in mind, he says the only Spider-Man that will come back later. And then, you know, we begin the movie with good old Miles Morales. Now, this is why this movie makes me appreciate life. Miles Morales is such an animated character, and he's impossible to not like. He's so cool. But, like, he's, like, kind of, like, he's not an outcast, but, like, he doesn't really fit in almost he wants to quit his school because he moved out of his old school and you can just see that he he moved out and it was shown a lot they showed number 42 on the spider that ended up biting him and in the lottery ball was in the opening credits uh he it's not like he like applied he won a lottery to get in like at the school for for like advanced placement and he got put in by a lottery yeah and like if you pay attention the number 42 shows up all like all across this movie yeah, I noticed that in like a fun fact video. Um, yeah, and um, so uh, Peter A. Parker is doing his introduction. He talks about how, uh, you know, how he has his own comics, serial. Uh, he says one time he did a dance. They, sh- uh, I, I love Spider-Man three. Oh yeah, that's an homage to that. You know, we uh, we we don't talk about that one. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about that one <laughs> about. Any of the Tobey Maguire movies. I love those movies. I'm sorry. They're like the Star Wars prequels of the Spider-Man movies. You... Stop me. You tell me that you don't like Tobey Maguire, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, um, anyways. Uh, yeah. So, Miles Morales. Am I right? (laughs) This is the first time he's just hearing that. I bet he's really happy with me. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Miles, you know, he's just a, right now he's just an ordinary kid, and he's starting to, he's about to go to his, I think it's his first day at his new school, because he's packing up like he's moving in. Mm-hmm. Where he doesn't pack a lot, which I guess makes sense when he's in walking distance. Yeah. 
Um, and it, it starts with him laying in bed, uh, drawing on. He has these uh, "Hello, my name is" stickers where he does like little graffiti design. And he sticks them on stuff. Um, and he starts just listening to Sunflower with his headphones on and having no idea that his parents are calling him. And I relate. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, when you're just listening to music in your room and you kind of get a feeling that your parents are like calling your name. Yeah, it. It's annoying, man. But, uh, so, my, uh, so Miles is, like, rushing to get his stuff ready, and his parents are, like, rushing, like, come on, we gotta go, gotta go, and then he gets out the door, and his mother, his mother's like, don't go, I love you. Oh, yeah, um, he was, like, um, her mom, his mom was, like, um, Miles, you have to go, he's, like, one minute, and then when, as soon as he walks outside, She's like hugging him and kissing him, and he's like, "Mom, let me go." And she's like, "In one minute." Being a good mother, yes. Which we sadly don't really see a lot of her in this movie. No, she's one of the notes that I made that the female characters in the movie are fucking badass. Like, except for like her and maybe MJ, because we don't see MJ like get into it a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, MJ also did have her husband die, and she came out fine. So I guess that's yeah. That's pretty um, but so Miles decides to walk to his school, and he passes, uh, he passes his old, uh, old school, Brooklyn Middle School, I think it was, and everyone's like, "Miles, we missed you." And he's like, "You do," and he gets really confident and happy. He starts running around, sticking, um, stick, uh, sticking the name tags, uh, on on signs and and uh, newspaper boxes and stuff until he trips. And follows right in the street, where who rolls up? Right but... In front of him is his dad. His dad is a cop, so then his dad picks Miles up, and now they're driving to school. And you could just tell Miles is just one of those, like, I don't care about my parents kind of people. He's probably very embarrassed, because he was just very confident. Yeah, and kid, and like kids from his old school saw him in the back of the police car, and they're taking photos, and he's like, Dad, move. Dad, please move. So then they eventually get to the school. And dad, his dad's, like, having a talk with him, and then he says, I love you, and then Miles says, I know, dad. And then he turns on his sirens, and he screams into the loudspeaker. Say it back. Say it back. Say, I love you. It's a funny scene. I, I really imitate it being funny, but it's just so funny. They, it was in all the trailers because it worked. It was really funny, and they just really not the copy. Um, important thing to note, in their conversation in the car... Uh, his dad talked about how much he hates Spider-Man. Yeah. So, after that, that will come back to, to bite him a little bit. Yes, it very will. Um, so, Miles is obviously embarrassed, and he go, he's going to school, and everyone's talking about it, and he he's adjusting a new life, and he's late to his physics class, um, uh, I, right, it's his physics class? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, and his teacher called him out for late, and he goes, well, time is relative. And who laughs? But none other than Gwanda. Mm -hmm. It's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing that is important to note, the movie, they're watching a movie when he walks in late to his class, and 
it's an Alchemax movie, and in the bottom right corner, you can see it says Dr. Olivia, and then Miles is blocking off the last name. Yeah. Because it's Doc Ock. It's Doc Ock. Um, it's important to note that out of, like, the Marvel Universe with, like, the comics, this is technically in the Ultimate Universe, which is why we see, like, the, the big green goblin, the female um, Doc Ock. Oh, yeah, a lot of people were confused by that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Peter B. Parker is Earth uh, 616, because 616 is, like, our Earth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I'm pretty sure that's out, he's on ours, because when he was in Times Square, the sign said Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, but he meets Gwen Stacy, laughs at his joke. You know, the teacher says, why are you late? He goes, well, Einstein said time is relative. And, you know, she's laughs, but doesn't tell him who he is immediately. Then Miles sneaks out of his dorm to visit his Uncle Aaron. Who... Uncle Aaron is a G. I love Uncle Aaron. Um, and... Um, so he climbs into to his apartment through the window. Um, one of my favorite Easter eggs in this scene, there was a petition for a long time to get Donald Glover to play Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And... And there was an, uh, on, uh, on Uncle Aaron's TV, they were playing an episode of Community, which I like. That was a nice, was a nice reference. You know, obviously Donald Glover show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so Uncle Aaron teaches Miles about the shoulder touch when he starts telling him about Gwen. Do you, uh, do you want to explain this? Do you want to explain the, the wonders of the shoulder touch? Hard to explain. I mean, it's kind of a thing where you kind of have to see yourself. But pretty much, he's talking to him how to talk to girls, and he puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, "Hey, you—you you literally could have just went, hey, yeah." And uh, we'll get to that uh, scene where he actually does it. But yeah, very shit advice. Jesus Christ, God damn, Uncle, why, why? Miles just made a very awkward moment in the scene from now. I mean, he didn't know that his hand was gonna stick to her face. Even without the stick, he literally made her silent, you know? Yeah, well, that's what, I mean, that's what happens when when you touch people without consent. Yes, always give consent. Consent is important, kids. But then they go and they want to do some graffiti shit because his uncle's like cool. And, and they go, right? And they're doing graffiti. And then, you know, it's cool. And then there's a spider and it has the number 41 on it. 42. Oh, fuck. Okay, whatever. 42. One of the 40s. <laughs> and spider's about to bite him, but then he like scoots over. And then the, the spider eventually bites him, but the funny thing is they build it up to be so intense, right? Yeah. And it's just like, he bug- he like wipes the spider off like it's nothing. I, I fucking love that scene. I'm he- paying attention that the spider is like glowing or anything, which is- Like the spider's glowing and they keep paying attention to it and like they show like the venom entering his veins and then just miles and he just takes his hand and he just goes- Boop. He just flicks it off. He doesn't even flick it, he just slaps his hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, so he wakes up the next day, and he thinks he's going to puberty! Because 
Which is weird because his voice seems deep enough, right? I, I mean, he's voiced by an adult, so that's why. Why they'd be talking about puberty, but... I feel like once he became Spider-Man in, like, the final battle, his voice was actually deeper than it was, like, in the beginning of the movie. That's weird. Um... I know. Uh, if they may have, that may have been on purpose, may have been on accident. Maybe I'm just dumb. Who knows? Yeah. So and the next day he walks. Oh, well, not the next day. The same day where he tries on the pants. He walks in the halls and he's like, "Why are these pants so big? I gotta get new pants. Why are my voices in my head so loud? Why are there comic and, kicks, which is right? He gets into the comic kicks and, and he's sweating a lot. Yeah, when he wins, runs into Gwenda. And, you know, that's where he does the shoulder thing. And I just want you to explain this scene. So, Spider-Man, they're talking to, talking to Gwen, uh, to a Gwanda, who's Gwen Stacy. And he, at, and just, just after she finishes a sentence about where she's from, he just puts his arm on her shoulder and goes, Hi. And she just goes, Okay. Oh. And, then, and then he moves it up, and it gets stuck in her hair. And he can't get it unstuck. Now, Gwen... Yeah. Now, uh, it's explained why Gwen's that vision's about uh, half an hour from now, and from this point in the movie. Wait, what? Uh, be, like, explains, like, why Gwen Stacy was, was there. And I realized, like, knowing that, because I... This oh, was... right, 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 right. So, well, I mean, that's kind of, like, comes later. Right, but I was gonna say, she... She tells him to just relax, get his hand unstuck, which seems like n nothing, and like she's just trying to, trying to help. But really, like later in the movie, when Peter B. Parker is telling Miles how to get unstuck, he um, he he just tells him to relax, and Miles is like, nope, I'm gonna pull harder, and she's like, that's not how this works, and yeah, she clearly knows a lot about it, but I feel like we shouldn't say it now in the movie. We should say it later. Well, yeah, it like it it comes it makes sense later, mm -hmm. and it just cuts to to the nurse's office where they're cutting the hand off of her head. Yeah, and he's like, "Nice being you," and she's like, "Yeah, a pleasure." And it it affects it affects her haircut for the rest of the movie, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice nice attention to detail, but. He walks out and he's like, this day can't get any worse. And he runs into the security guard. And he's like, I know you stuck out last night, Morales. And he goes, play dumb. Who's Morales? Not that dumb. I, I love this chase scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he runs into the security guard's office. Big coincidence, right? So then the security guard's following him. And they all know he went in there. And his hand gets stuck to the door. And then he eventually trashes the entire room, eventually taking his shirt off, and then the goddamn uh, Christmas Spider-Man album starts playing. Yeah, so in, in the opening where Peter, when Peter A. Parker is like, this is all the stuff I've done, one of the things he said was make a Christmas album, and the bunch of students hear the Christmas album just playing from the security guard's computer. It's like, what? It's good. Fun fact, they really, that, that album is a real thing. If you look at the Spider-Man Christmas album from this movie, it exists, and it's like Spider-Man version of the Christmas songs. I love it. I'm a nerd. Thank you. You're a short nerd. But hey, plug. But yeah, he's like, he's going sicko mode, right? And then right. 
Gwen just sees him with two birds stuck to his hands. Because what's happening is he's getting Spider-Man powers. Right. And just, like, he eventually comes back in his room. And a Spider-Man comic falls on him. And he realizes that, like, what's happening to Peter Parker is very similar to what's happening to him. And he connects the dots, pretty much. So, he goes back... To where they did the spray paint and where the spider bit him. And he was checking it out. And he goes to check out other stuff in that, like, underground area. And he runs into Kingpin's collider portal room where Spider-Man is fighting the ultimate version of the Green Goblin. Who is this? Like, it's not like Norman Osborn in a mask from the Raimi trilogy. It's like... like Goliath. Yeah, it's like Goblin, Green Goblin. Yeah. And they, so, the Kingpin is watching Spider-Man and Goblin fight. And, and he's, he's just walking down through the control room, clicking his pen, going, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does, you know, he's, he's doing the Spider-Man theme. And, uh, and and uh, while they're fighting, he turns on the on on. I, I think it's called the Super Collider. Mm-hmm. And he he just goes. Uh, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a freaking light show. You're gonna love this. And he t- he turns it on, and Goblin like pushes um Peter B. Parker's face into the no not Peter B. Parker Peter A. Parker's face into the beam. Which kind of breaks it a bit, and Kingpin yells a goblin to stop, and they shut down the machine, and it kind of makes a little explosion in the area. And Miles is watching all of this. Um. And oh wait, uh, and at at some point during the the goblin battle, he, uh, uh, Miles Morales starts falling from wherever he is, and Peter B. Parker notices and comes and saves him. And their spider sense just kind of clicks, and they realize you're like that's not Peter B. Parker. That's Peter A. Parker. I think Peter. Uh, I get my the alphabet's hard. Hey, Peter Parker. Who cares? Like, yeah, I mean, they're never they never interact, so I guess it. Yeah, who cares? I don't. But so they have the like they're like you're like me, and. He said, I'll teach you, but first I gotta stop Goblin. Watch this. And then got, you know, then he gets his head put in the thing. He sees all the alternate realities and it it blows up. Yeah. And Kingpin and and his henchmen go down to see Spider-Man, who's been taken down and defeated. He's just damaged from the explosion. And he's like, Kingpin takes off his mask and Farmer's like, I know what you're trying to do. You're going to destroy Brooklyn. And Kingpin kills Spider-Man. Yeah, I bet no one was expecting that, right? Like, No. Like, I, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Crazy mode. And you see this purple Spider-Man kind of villain... And they pretty much, they all see Miles, and then uh, Kingpin tells the purple Spider-Man, 
to kill Miles. So they do this whole chase scene in the train station, and this Spider-Man is terrifying. There's this, like, deep, bassy music every time he gets brought on screen. Right. Freaking horror movie, man. Um, also, I, I, I really like how when they're running through the train station, Miles is running, and he jumps across the track, and there's intense music, and he jumps across the track, and the train passes and stops. And you just hear the, the New York Transit Authority uh, PA going, uh, stand clear of the closing doors. Yeah. That's funny. This is, They knew what they were doing when they were writing this movie. There's a lot of funny scenes in this movie. I mean, Spider-Man has a freaking motorcycle. It's a Spider-Man movie and a Marvel movie. They're quipping like all hell. Yeah, it's ba- I, I barely even want to consider this a Marvel movie. And they're not even really quipping. Like, they, they, they do quip a lot, but like... Like, a, a lot of it is just, like, environmental jokes. Yeah. So after running from the Prowler, uh, Miles Morales jumps in through his house's window, and his dad goes into his room like, this is the police, put your hands up, and it's him. And his dad's like, you made a commitment, you should be at school, and his mom's like, he's, have, he's clearly having a rough night, because, you know, he just saw Spider-Man die. Mm-hmm. After finding out that he is Spider-Man, really. So... He, he, uh, so he says night, and you hear the news broadcast that his parents are watching that Spider-Man is dead. Oh, and it cuts to the sequence of everyone in New York finding out. Uh, There's a guy in a red hoodie who looks like Coco, uh, Miguel from Coco. Yeah. I find that funny. And... Um, that that's unimportant. It's just a random detail I like pointing out. And um, so and you know everyone's buying Spider-Man costumes from the shop, which is it's owned by Stanley. Yeah, it's a Stanley cameo. He always has. But this came out. Was it right before? Or right after he died? I don't know. I. I want to say after, because he died, like, end of November, right? I, when did he... I don't know, man. I don't know. But it... I I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was very... It, like, it, it it's very fitting, considering when this came out. It was like, um, can I return if it's too small? He's like, no... He, he's like, um, don't worry, it'll fit. And then there's a sign that says no returns, no refunds. Yeah, and also, also, uh, when he his he starts by going, yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Me and him, me and him were friends, you know. And it just the timing of that it stings. Yeah. Stings. It does sting, man. Uh, and then it cuts to to Spider Man to Spider Man funeral with um. And it had, you know, Mary Jane's giving her a speech. He's like, he didn't choose, he he didn't choose to wear the mask, but he did it anyways. He and, got so he was able to wear the mask. Right. Right. And um. And Miles Ma- Morales was like, and now it's up to me. And the guy next to him was like, I I I don't think it's up to you. I think it's just a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Although my favorite. 
uh, MJ talks about leap of faith, which leads to my favorite joke in the movie. Which one? So, Morris Rallis, he's like, okay, it's just a leap of faith, and he's reading the he he's reading the Spider Man comic, and that's what Spider Man did. Uh, he jumped off a building, so and realized he could swing. So Miles Morales climbs to the top of a building, looks down, and he looks like he's about to jump. Like and then just cut- epic, there's very epic music, and it just cuts them running down the stairs in silence. Like no sound, just the sound of squeaking shoes. I that's yeah, my yeah, it's my favorite fucking joke in this movie. I love that joke. And then, and then they go to a smaller building, and he goes I to jump. Fell from that, you still wouldn't die. That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, well, because he he's Spider Man, he has the. Like he had like his um, he like he his health immune whatever you want to call it his body is stronger. Uh huh. Oh yeah, true. Um, but he doesn't even jump. He trips over his shoelace. Of course. Um. And and he uh uh he. Peter uh, Peter Parker gave gave him a little like um, a flash drive to put in the machine to shut it down. And when he fell, he broke it. Um, everyone just calls it a goober. Yeah. So he breaks the goober, and he goes to Spider Man's grave to be like, "I'm sorry, I let you down." And this is where we meet Peter B. Parker. Yes. Um, so, do you want to talk about Peter B. Parker's introduction and how he's different from Peter A.? Yeah, so pretty much, Peter B. Parker just was kind of dragged into this, uh, universe. He comes from a different universe, just not a whole concept of this movie. And Peter B. Parker has a whole introduction just like Peter Parker, but in his universe, him and MJ divorced, and he got super chubby, pretty much. Not super chubby, but like he gained a bit of weight. Um, and um, he's like, I, I made some bad business decisions. Uh, T he opened up TGI Spideys, and yeah. then and then it just shows him being depressed. He's like, but I I got up and I moved on. It just shows him like crying in his bed and eating pizza in the shower. And it's funny. And then and then he ends it. Um, it's ends with uh. uh one day I was doing crunches, you know, getting strong, and and then the strange portal opened up. Except that the joke is that he he said that well, the visual showed him eating pizza in bed, laying on his back. Yeah. Funny joke. It's sad. Spider-Man and Mary Jane splitting up. Yeah, it also did show Spider-Man and Mary Jane splitting up. That's. It, and that that comes back a, a few times, mm-hmm. and it his reason was like she wanted kids and I didn't, and that just things just start to not work out. Yeah. So Miles Morales knocks um knock knocks out uh, Peter B. Parker with his venom strike, and the police come and they're like put your hands in the air, and he accidentally hits uh, Peter B. Parker's web and just kind of hooks him to a train. And they start just going through the city. Peter B. Parker gets the shit beat out of him just from the natural environment. You get the snowman's head. 
they're running from the police and they 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 just at one point they just fall on the ground and that's how the, that's how it ends peter B. parker's knocked out Maz morales is still a, still awake and he goes and he just goes hey new york can you walk around me all right thank you much See, that thanks new york yeah that that's the most new york thing i've ever heard mm-hmm. um another uh another thing i thought was funny um the police intercom when they were chasing them uh it was it was like it's like there is a kid dressed as spider-man carrying a homeless man on the back of a train <laughs> yeah it was funny yeah then uh miles takes him you know and he interviews him he ties him up to like the bag and spider-man is like fuck that and he just breaks out but then he realizes that he's glitching because he's in another dimension his atoms are dying yeah so long story short he wants to go back and put the usb in the machine to get back home so that's kind of like the whole premise of the movie right to stop stop the super collider and get get the spider spider people back home yeah and and miles is trying to convince peter p parker to train him and he goes with great power comes great and he's like don't you dare finish the fucking line yeah it was so funny he's like don't bring me back and he's able to guilt trip him into and into training him so they he goes okay we have no time to waste and they immediately go to a burger joint yeah uh, doesn't give a shit while his atoms are dying he's just eating his atoms are j- dying and he also asked miles if he had money to pay the check because he didn't yeah and then and then they look up alchemex lab because that's where they got to go to get the the to get to create the new goober and get the information for it and um and they take a bus because peter B. parker's like we're not swinging all the way to the hudson river also, B. Parker's just wearing sweatpants the entire time. Yeah, he's wearing gray sweatpants. And I respect that. Yes. Um, so they get the Alchemex, and they start suiting up. So Peter takes off his sweatpants and his jacket, and he starts putting on his own gear. And Miles Morales just puts on the kid's Spider-Man costume with the cape. And as soon as uh, B. Parker leaves... Miles is like, why did I get paired up with the fucking old janky hobo Spider-Man? Like, get him, get Miles. Yeah, commentary. Yes. Long story short, they break in, and Miles gets stuck to the light. And P.B. Uh, Parker's like, yo, uh, calm yourself down. And he's like, okay, and he just starts singing Sunflower again, and he just falls. Also... While they were in the vent, they heard uh, they heard Kingpin coming, and he was talking to to uh, Doc Ock, and Peter B. Parker just goes, "Watch, he's gonna say you have twenty four hours." You have twenty four hours. No, that was, that was a good Brooklyn accent. Oh, really? Thank you. I mean, we're we're from New York, anyways. Yeah, we're not Brooklyn. Well, you got twenty four hours. Just sound really uneducated, and boom, Brooklyn accent. You know. Oh yeah, and Miles Morales could just fucking turn invisible. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> he just turns invisible. He can't do it on command. <laughs> just can't. That's a funny scene too. Um, so, so they they get into Doc Ock's computer to get the information, 
and Miles Morales distracts Doc Ock, who locks him in a chair. Uh, no, Peter B. Parker distracts Doc Ock, who locks him in a chair to see his atoms start dying. And he realizes that she's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. And they start fighting. And uh, when, when Miles Morales gets into her computer, her desktop is a mess, so he doesn't know what to take. So he just takes the, like, the, the actual computer and the monitor mm -hmm. with him. Like, you and, don't need the monitor. What the fuck? Well, and they, they make a joke about that because, yeah. just because, okay, we don't need this and just fucking chucks it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they, they, they escape Alchemex after fighting with Doc Ock and they, they just casually stroll into the break room, which is right by the balcony. Peter's like, okay, we're going to take a bagel and we're going to run. <laughs> mm -hmm. And everyone's pulling out a gun. And Peter B. Parker's just taking a bagel and starting to run. Yeah, uh, and, and Miles eventually gets hold of the bagel, and Miles throws that someone, and it's just this bagel. 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 Ba boggle. But yeah, there's like laser guns, and they're going through the woods. I think this is my favorite scene in the movie, oddly enough. Um, and this is when they teach... Um, this is when they teach Spider-Man... Uh, like Miles Morales right around how to how to web sling, and until he gets kind of caught at, in a in a, in a stiffy, and who comes and saves him? But Gwen Stacy. Yeah, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, Spider Woman. Do you call her Spider Woman or Spider Gwen? Spider Woman. Such an easier name. I like Spider Gwen though. Like I guess like nobody calls her that in the universe because they don't know who she really is. But it sounds unique. I always use their stage names. I don't use their actual names. It's weird. I never go like I never go Spider Woman. I always go Spider Gwen, Spider Man, no uh, Spider Noir, Spider Ham, and just Miles Morales. Yeah, and then Miles Morales doesn't have a spider name. What the fuck? I just and, and Penny Parker. Yeah, but who cares? You know, like Penny Parker is just like. You know, fucking anime, which is the worst. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, long story short, I keep on saying that, but like this movie is like two hours long, so I kind of have to long story short most of it. Yeah, because like there's no way to describe the visuals or anything. But uh, Gwen describes her story and shit, and it's pretty epic. It's pretty cool. She's pretty much just like she gave up on making friends and shit because her friend died. So, yeah, very mature, right? Yeah. She's such an asshole. But, yeah, and then she moves. Turns out she w is the same Gwen, and she moved to, uh, what's what's the school called that they moved to? Visions. Yeah, Visions. And we also find out uh, the dude with the, the big, big man. How the fuck does he wipe his ass? I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. And there, he, there was a scene around this point where he's just walking through the hallway and he takes up half the fucking screen. Like, holy shit, you're big. I love it. I love his uh, disproportionate body. It's honestly my favorite joke in the movie. Stupid. He's just a. He's just a. He's just an elephant. Yeah. We yeah, found out his backstory. He was uh, killing Spider Man. And his family was like, what are you doing? And they just fucking left him. That's the whole reason why he's trying to do this. Is to get his family back. Like an right. alternate 
version of his family. So, you know, that's weird. I mean, yeah, they, it, it is weird. They get on the bus, and um, they eventually go to Aunt May's house. I love this scene. It's so weird. You never really see this version of Aunt May. It's disorienting. She has, like, a freaking right. spider base. It's I, so weird. Right. I, I, I love this scene. Because it's the first time that Aunt May's seen Peter since Peter died. It's the first time that Peter has seen Aunt May since Aunt, Aunt May died in their respective universes. Yeah. And you could, like, see, like, Peter's, Peter's like, nope, I'm not ready for this. He's just trying to walk away. Mm -hmm. It, it um, must be really weird. And I love this Aunt May version because she's, like, in on the whole Spider-Man thing. Like, she has, like, a bat. She's... She's like, I'm sorry, no more fantasy. And then she sees Peter, and she just, just touches his face. and Yeah, she instantly knows he's from another dimension. Yeah, well, because he's alive, his hair is a different color, and he's thicker. Yes. And wearing sweatpants. Mainly just because he's alive. But um, they go into the spider base, and you see all these spider suits, and it's really sick. But then you see the most annoying fucking character in this movie. Not not 1940s Spider-Man, not anime Spider-Man, but fucking P Peter Porker. He was not, he's not funny, I'm sorry. All the other jokes land. He's just the kind of Timon and Pumbaa of this movie. And if you guys don't know, I'm not a fan of Timon and Pumbaa. I don't think they're that funny. Oh my. I think Penny Porker is not fun. What the hell? Peter Porker. I don't think he's that funny. Peter Porker. Although I like when they're going through their origins and they're like, I got bitten by a radiac spider and Peter. Oh yeah. Right that's the, but that's not even his character. That's just like his story. I got bitten by radioactive pig. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. In the comic books for Peter B. Porker, the Peter B. Porker, um, he's a spider that got bitten by a pig. I know, it's weird as shit. Uh, I, they, they were on some cocaine when they created him, and I'm so happy they were. Why he exists, but, you know, whatever. I, I know, I just like the concept of a pig Spider-Man. His nose is a little, little Peter part. It's like a little Spider-Man. Yeah. I just don't know why he exists, you know? I've heard the joke. Fuck the joke, he's stupid. I don't know why I hate him so much. He's also a cannibal. He's eating a hot dog. Yeah, he eats a hot dog at the end. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Cool, we should cut there. Alright. Uh, do, do you want to pick back up or do you want me to pick back up? You can pick back up. Oh, by the way, we're like, uh, we're like halfway through the movie. Yeah, we're an hour in, so this is... We just sped up about, ha like, 30 minutes. I know, we literally just sped through the movie. Um. Okay. So. Five. Four. Three. So the spider people start teaching Miles how to be Spider-Man. And they're telling them things from the respective universe that they use. But the one thing they all agree on is, whatever happens, get back up. And... He can't get back up. But... Yeah, kick the fucking shit out of him. And... And Peter B. Parker's like, guys, guys. And he starts, he's like, but he could do stuff. He, he can turn invisible. And 
Mars Rattles tries to do it. He goes, he just can't. He goes, he can't do it on command. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he can Venom Strike. And he, and Miles Rattles tries to do it. He goes, I, I can't do it on command. He can't do it on command. And. Huh. Uh, and then he goes, can you do anything else? No. You can do those two things. <laughs> but not on command. Command. And then when they're all talking about it after they kick the shit out of him. The, the fucking 1940s Spider-Man is just like, and he's looking at us while we talk. It's really dumb. And he just gets so sad and turns invisible. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, he just turns invisible. And so I, I guess because, he, like, it's almost like being like a Jedi where, like, you have to control your emotions. Like, it was like an emotional-based reaction. Yeah. Um. So... He, uh, he, he goes to his uncle Aaron, and he's writing him a letter until he, but he ends up hiding behind the couch because the Prowler walks into the apartment and picks up a call from Kingpin. Which, by the way, the Prowler is the purple Spider-Man looking thing. Yeah, and he takes off the mask, and it's Uncle Aaron and Peter, and Peter. Miles is like, oh no, Uncle Aaron. It's a huge shock. And he just run, and he, he runs away, and he's able to, and he loses him, but Prowler's still watching from the top of the building. And he calls back his dad for, like, a second, and then he just hangs up, because he, he, like, he can't, he's not ready to talk to his dad at the point. And he goes back to Aunt May, and tells them about the Prowler, and, and they ask him if he was followed, and he doesn't know. The, all the Spider-Men start suiting up, and they ring the doorbell. I, I, I know, I know what it is about them. Like they're about to fight and break into the house, and they just ring the doorbell first. Yeah. And then, and then Kingpin's henchmen and the Prowler and Doc Ock, um, come in, and they they have a fight in, in in uh, in Aunt May's house, and He's uh, like, take this outside. She's like, "Can you guys take it outside?" And that one was just like, I told you to take it outside. And I think she hit um, that Frankenstein-looking bitch. Yeah. The, Tombstone. Yeah, the, the Frankenstein. Oh, uh, with a bat. But uh, one, of the, one of the jokes I didn't mention. Um, Penny, Penny, Gwen, and Peter B. are talking about plans. Well, uh, well Spider-Man Noir is just on the couch solving a Rubik's Cube with Spider-Ham. And he's like, is it purple? He's like, no, because he can only see black and white, and Spider-Ham can see lots of colors, because he had the cartoon. Yeah. But, um, Miles Morales ends up on the roof being choked out by the Prowler, and he takes off his mask, and Uncle Aaron is like, he, he doesn't want to do this, and he lets go of the choke, and he puts his mask back on, and Kingpin shoots him. Yeah, dude. And he swings him away into an alley where he lays at his uncle's side, and he takes off his gloves. And and you just see Miles crying. Dude, he fucking dies. Yeah, and you just see Miles crying over his body, and then uh, his dad comes in the police, and he just sees Spider-Man hunched, the kid in the Spider-Man costume hunched over who they're looking for. And 
he he turns invisible and he goes to see his uncle Aaron or his brother Aaron. And Miles Morales' dad discovers his uncle. It's very sad. And he he's like, I want all sight on. I want all I want all eyes on Spider Man. So after, uh, after that, he goes back. The Miles Morales goes back to his dorm, and all the other Spider people are there and like, are you okay? Um, and they start leaving, and he's like, where are you going? He's like, we're going to stop the super collider. And he's like, Miles, like I can come with you. I can do it. And Peter, Peter B. Parker just picks him up while all the other Spider people are outside the window listening. Like, He's like, then Venom strike me right now. Go invisible on command. He tries, and he sadly fails. Yeah. So then he just ties him to the chair so he doesn't go. And then we get the most emotional scene in the movie. Where his dad walks up to the door while he's tied to the chair. And he can see the shadow, and he knows Miles is there. And I'll let you, I'll let you take this. So he's like, yo, I want to talk. Still being silent, huh? And then he pretty much opens up to Miles. And at the end, you can tell Miles just genuinely, like, wants to talk to him, but he literally can't. So his father is being silent still. And he, the dad says, I love you, but you don't have to say it back. And it's really sad, dude. It is. Also, um, after that, he goes... It's like freaking uh, Ray from Star Wars, pretty much. He just becomes OP in three seconds. Yeah, well, it, it fuels him. He... He, uh... Uses his anger to get powers. Not get powers, but to, like... Buff them insanely. Yeah. And he goes to Aunt, he goes to Aunt May, and she's like, it took you long enough. One thing I noticed, early in the movie, when he first goes down to Aunt May's... Uh, Spider-Man's basement. He's like looking up at all the suits, and now he walks in there, and he's like his eyes match the eyes in the suits to the shows. Like he's grown, he's ready to be Spider-Man now. Yeah. And this is the "What's Up, Danger" scene is my favorite scene in the movie. Really? Because so, it's the mixture of him becoming like this is where he really becomes Spider-Man. So it's that big heroic moment. What? Uh, and then with "What's Up, Danger" and "What's Up, Danger" as a song. Like it's just a it's just another rap song, but what they did was they took the song and they put like the, an original score under it to make it sound all heroic and it's awesome. Oh yeah, it is really cool. But like like just the song alone is is like is it would be okay, but they put like they put the score under the song while it's playing and it just works so well. And that's another thing about this movie. This is a Sony movie and Sony has a tendency to just slap. Um, they to, yeah to just slap a well not even random most of the time it's random labels but to slap a soundtrack on there so it could make music money yeah that's what I meant. and the the and the people who made this movie went no we're taking this seriously and they fucking did yeah it's honestly it's such a good soundtrack yeah like like the ones that come to mind is uh, Sunflower this and the one during the Spider Man funeral. What's the one during the Spider-Man funeral? It's the one where it's like, I'm not scared of the dark. Oh. Uh, I don't like that kind of music, but... No, it, it's not my type of music, but I appreciate it. Fair. 
So you see all the Spider-Men and one woman going to the place, and they're doing it. It's shit. And they go to the party, which is like a Spider-Man memorial party, and everyone's wearing Spider-Man suits, which I oh, find like, fucking weird. But It's hosted by Kingpin. All the servers have Spider-Man mask on, and, and they, they just go, okay, I have an idea to get in and they just put they all just put bow ties it's like it can't be that easy and they would just put bow ties on and they're just like it's that easy they just blend in as waiters exactly but here's the thing all the waiters are wearing are wearing masks uh are wearing spider-man masks but like suits but but the the spider people they're just they just put bow ties on they're not even wearing like they're just wearing their regular spider-man suits and it's just like it's that easy. It's really that easy. And they're hearing the big, the big man who doesn't, who can't wipe his ass, saying, "I was a close friend of Spider Man." Bullshit! You killed him. But pretty much, Mary Jane comes up to Spider Man, Peter B. Parker, and is like, "We need more water at the table." And he just apologizes for everything. And Mary Jane obviously has no clue what he's talking about or who that is. Yeah. But it's funny. Imagine if he just pulled open his mask. How crazy that shit would be. MJ, I'm sorry. It's like, you're alive? Bitch, no. But they go underground, and they break in, and they try to destroy... I keep on forgetting the name of the machine. The Super Collider. Super Collider. And Dr. Ock comes up and she's pretty much wrecking them all the machine gets broke you know penny parker's machine thing gets broken and then want to continue so they uh peter b parker tries to burn the goober but it doesn't work because doc Ock stops her but then something grabs doc Ock's arm and starts punching her with her arm arm and smiles morales he came and joined the fight alice and and there, the spider people were fighting the henchmen. We're trying to get the, trying to get the card in. And as they keep booting up the machine more and more, because Kingpin keeps wronging them too, uh, structures from other dimensions start breaking in. So a bunch of buildings and cars, and it becomes like this crazy. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it's visually pleasing as all hell. Yeah, the visuals are the most impressive in this. Scene. It's so impressive. They're like fighting on buildings and like, it's. I almost want to say like Inception, but it's not Inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Trains coming by. Um, notable things happening in this battle. Uh, uh, Spider-Ham takes out an anvil and a mallet. And he goes, there's a problem with cartoons. Uh, Penny Parker's Spider-Robot dies. Um, it's funny. It wasn't sad. It was funny. Hehe, <laughs> death. Death. Fuck anime. Uh, and then, uh, Doc Ock dies because you got hit by a fucking truck. Yeah, it's so, it's such, like, an easy death. Which, it makes me think, we, did we ever explain Kingpin, uh, why Kingpin's doing what he's doing? Yeah, first family. Right. Um, but, yeah, Kingpin's family died and he's trying to get them back. Um, and... And then fucking pork person drops an anvil on the spider's head. Uh, scorpion. Yeah, the scorpion, dude. So, 
they start sending the spider people back. Um, Penny Parker goes back first. Then Spider Spider Ham he gives uh, Miles the mallet and just goes, "That's all, folks." And Peter Free just goes, "Are we legally allowed to say that?" Yeah, because they're owned by Sony, and that's a Warner Brothers slogan. Yeah. ASMR podcast this Friday. Oh, guys, Borat. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he said Borat. My wife. <laughs> and everyone tuned out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, everyone just fucking left the podcast after that, I bet. Woo! Um, Everybody goes back to their own dimension, and Peter Parker and Miles bicker for a little bit who should stay. So finally, Miles drops Peter, and, and Peter's like, not bad, kid, you know that meme? Yeah, and it, it's a reversal. He holds him in the same position that uh, Peter B. Parker held him before he tied him to the chair earlier, and he essentially says the same thing. And it kind of reinstates Peter B. Parker's confidence. And it's assumed that he fixes things with, uh, with MJ when he gets back. Yeah. His own dimension. Really hope. Anyway. But... Well, it, it's shown that he knocks on her door with flowers. Yeah, but who knows if it's going to fucking work, though? He's taking the steps, and that's what matters. Facts, facts, facts. But then, long story short, uh, Peter's gone. Now it's just Miles and Biggie. He doesn't know how to wipe his ass cheese. Uh, that's what I'll call him from now on. I don't care about his name. But it's a fight, and pretty much he gets his ass kicked. Uh, Miles gets his ass kicked most of the time because he's so big. But then uh, they go into a train almost because a train kind of flies by because these are a bunch of different dimensions being collided. Right. And he sees a, a his family again. It's like, what is it? Is it like an illusion? I don't know what it is. No, it, they're, they're glitching in from the other multiverses, because that's who they're looking for. It's like fucking with him. And then yeah. Peter, not Peter, Miles is let go. But then, long story short, they come back again, and he almost kills Miles. And they, and the, the reason they, they ran away the first time from, from, uh, from Wilson Fisk, who's Kingpin, uh-huh. Well, it's because they saw him choking out Spider-Man, and they got in the car, and they got hit by a truck. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and they see it again. So, it, it's, you know, it's Miles Morales versus Kingpin at this point. And they're fighting on a building, and then they start fighting on the Brooklyn Bridge. I, how big is his basement? Because they fit the entire fucking Brooklyn Bridge in there. I do not know. And and his dad is... And, important to note, Miles Morales' dad is down there, too. Um... And Kingpin smashes uh, Miles Morales like he smashed Peter A. Parker to kill him. And and it cuts to his dad going like, come on, come on, Spider-Man, get up. And going back on the earlier thing that each Spider-Man said, he got up no matter what. And he beat him with the shoulder touch. I know, dude. Like, he just shocked him. He said he did the shoulder thing that was repeated twice in this movie. And he just dies. He freaking dies. Not Miles, obviously. We're talking about a uh, big unit who doesn't know how to wipe his ass. Yeah. So then, uh, his dad is there, and obviously Miles and his dad make it out alive. And Miles calls his dad, and instead of continuing the conversation, him as Spider-Man hugs uh, his dad, but obviously... He doesn't know that's Miles Morales, and it's really wholesome. 
And he says, I love you. And his dad's like, wait, what? So what happens after that? Does the movie end? Then they they they, they tie up Spider, they tie up Kingpin, and then Sp- and Miles Morales gets his own like comic book thing, like everyone else did. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. And then and then he goes lays in bed, and the portal opens, and you hear Gwen. Oh, it shows it shows what the other Spider people do. Um, Penny gets Ken, Penny gets a new robot. Spider Man Noir finishes his Rubik's cube. Uh, Spider Ham gets a hot dog. Uh, Gwen does something and and um and spider-man uh spider uh peter b parker tries to make things up with mj and then at the end of miles laying in bed and the portal opens up with him and they go hey miles come here you you got a minute and that's how it ends um in the credits there's a tribute to stanley and steve ditko and then there's a post-credit scene did you see the post-credit scene Wait, no, I didn't. So there's a post-credit scene um, with uh, it shows Spider-Man 20, uh, 2099 with like a universe jumper, and and he and he goes, okay, let's go back to where it started, Earth sixty-seven, and it cuts to the nineteen sixty Spider-Man cartoon, and you know that meme of the two Spider-Man pointing? Oh my god! Yeah, dude. that's the post-credit scene. Of course it is. It it's it, I and it because I'm assuming. The um, the sequel is gonna be about Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Probably, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna play a plot in it. Yeah. And that's the movie. It's the movie. IMDb gave it eight point four, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety seven percent. What would you give it? Deserved. I would give it like a out of ten. I would give it like a nine point five. I give it like a ninety three. You rate things weirdly. I do one out of ten. You do like out of a hundred. Yeah, I mean, if we're going by Letterbox, I think I gave it like four point five stars. Yeah. So. And that's the movie. And that was, you know, that was the movie of the week this week. But the question now is, what will be the movie of the week next week? I'm going to. You know what? I want to hear yours because we haven't discussed this yet. No, we have not. Um, to quote. Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time, and it makes me think, what's a good Christmas movie to play? And I realized we should nominate the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Only one character is played by a human. It's the fucking Muppets Christmas Carol. (sighs) Why? You know what? Fuck this. I'm pulling out my master now okay pull out the big one you want to make me watch the muppets christmas carol i do i'm gonna torture both of us and make us watch the worst movie of all time aj i'm gonna nominate the goddamn emoji movie do you uh you regret you regret p- picking muppets holiday special now do you muppets christmas carol uh no i i kind of wish you said the b movie though because i have a dvd copy of that Wait, what? Yeah, I have a DVD copy of the B-movie. So then nominate the B-movie. Fuck it, yeah, nominate the B-movie. <laughs> shit! We'll nominate Muppets next week. They'll be closer to Christmas anyway. I'll yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're watching bad movies next week. Oh my god. Alright, so this is our uh, really cheesy movie week. Um, 
I don't even know what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out. Uh, please choose the emoji movie. Come on. You know you want to. But 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 bees. Yeah, but like emoji go. Bleh. Oh, I don't no. use emojis. <laughs> I, I don't either. Anyways, thank you guys for watching this very special episode of Short Nerd vs. Shorter Nerd. And we'll see you guys later. Avida's in. Goodbye, you nerds. Alan. Yeah, Alan. All right.